Good morning. Today is Palm Sunday, where we remember the triumphant procession that came into Jerusalem about 2,000 years ago when our Lord came sitting on a donkey along with his disciples as he came into Jerusalem. Such was the excitement that it, the Bible says it stirred up the entire city of Jerusalem. Before I really go into my message this morning, what I thought of doing was to actually have us all watch a small video clipping that will help us see and have a glimpse of what it would have been like on that morning in Jerusalem. So here's a short video clip that will help us to see what happened on that uh, morning in Jerusalem when the Lord came into Jerusalem with his disciples sitting on a donkey. And after that, I'll come back and I will continue with my message. Is this Jesus of Nazareth? He's a prophet, a great prophet. A prophet? On a donkey? <laughs> Listen to the healing of the sick! You have come to deliver us! Isaiah said, Jerusalem, daughter of Zion, behold thy king! Master, you are the hope of Israel. You are our prophet and our savior. Jesus, the prophet, save us. Bless us, Master. I hope after seeing this uh, video clip, uh, you were able to get a little idea of the excitement uh, that had built up into Jerusalem. And this is three years after Jesus's ministry uh, all across Israel. And we know that the expectations of the people were fever pitch. And there could be multiple reasons for it. One is that Jesus's popularity had soared because of what the Father was doing in him and, and, and with him. Uh, preaching the word, teaching about the kingdom, healing the sick, delivering people from demonic oppression. And we know that people's, uh, people, were, people were so excited that this could be the Messiah. And there was, a, there was obviously a political expectation, a, milita a militant or a military kind of expectation that Jesus would be the one who would deliver the people of Israel from the oppression of the Roman rule. 
And so there were, there were multiple things that were building up into this moment. And we see that the crowd was super excited about Jesus. But among that crowd was also a significant number of people who, who really understood who Jesus was, who, who saw it uh, in the light of the scriptures, in the light of the Old Testament prophecies, that Jesus was and is the Messiah who was coming into Jerusalem. And uh, when we look at scriptures, and especially when we look at the Old Testament, we see that there are over 300 prophecies in the Old Testament concerning Jesus, Jesus' birth, his life, his ministry, his suffering, his sacrifice, and even his resurrection. And so when we look at these prophecies, uh, we see that in the context of Palm Sunday, uh, what we are celebrating, what we are remembering this morning, was a specific one that was given through the prophet Zechariah, noted for us in Zechariah chapter 9, verse 9, where Zechariah prophesied the coming of a king, righteous and victorious, lowly and riding on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a donkey. This prophecy we see was fulfilled as recorded for us in Matthew chapter 21, verses 1 to 11. And I'm going to read that before I go ahead. Matthew 21, verses 1 to 11. When they had approached Jerusalem and had come to Bethphage at the Mount of Olives, then Jesus sent two disciples, saying to them, Go into the village opposite you, and immediately you will find a donkey tied there and a colt with her. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone has anything to you, you shall say, The Lord has need of them, and immediately he will send them. This took place to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet. Say to the daughter of Zion, Behold, your king is coming to you, gentle and mounted on a donkey, even on a colt, the foal of a beast of burden. The disciples went and did just as Jesus had instructed them, and brought the donkey and the colt and laid their coats on them, and he sat on the coats. Most of the crowd spread their coats in the road, and others were cutting branches from the trees and spreading them in the road. The crowds going ahead of him and those who followed were shouting, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. When he had entered Jerusalem, all the city was stirred, saying, Who is this? And the crowds were saying, This is the prophet Jesus from Nazareth in Galilee. And so when we, when we make an effort to understand what was happening there, you know, we're able to uh, see important truths that are of great significance to us today. And that is why it is rightful and important for us to especially remember the Holy Week. You know, we've started uh, with a devotional uh, last evening on Saturday evening, and we we aim to go through this coming week um, as we remember uh, what the Lord did for us and how it relates to us today and for the future. And so I encourage you to not miss out, but to be part of these devotionals. The next one is going to be happening uh, tomorrow. And as we go through these devotionals on, in, in these evenings, we planned it that it would be an alternate evenings so that it doesn't get crowded and with spaced out. And even this morning, as we try to remember Palm Sunday, we see that the Gospels gave especially 
uh, a great amount, the writers of the Gospels gave an especially amount of um, space and, and detail in the Gospels recording the last week of Jesus uh, on this earth. And when we look at uh, Palm Sunday today and the details with it, you know, I, I, I want to put forth a simple question. What did Jesus Christ coming on a donkey signify? What did him coming into Jerusalem signify for them and especially for us uh, today? You know, God never misses an opportunity to use powerful symbols throughout scripture. We see that. And Jesus' famous ride on this lowly animals reveals much about his character and even his purpose. The first thing I want to share with us is that Jesus coming on a donkey was a declaration by him that he is the king and that he is the Messiah. Jesus clearly was fulfilling the scripture and the prophecy of the Old Testament. And for those who had ears to hear, eyes to see, and a heart to believe, Jesus was clearly declaring to the multitudes there and declaring to us today that he is the king. He is the Messiah sent by the Father. He is the Savior of the world. He is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And that is important for us to, to acknowledge, beloved, and even to declare that to ourselves that Jesus is the king. The second thing is that this was no ordinary king. There have been so many kings who have marched into cities, but this king was unique. This king was like no other who was, who is, and who ever will be. This king was coming at that moment lowly in humility, in gentleness, and sacrificially. You see, in the ancient biblical world, a leader would ride on a horse if he was coming as a result of a, of a war that was won, a military war. But if a leader came on a donkey, it signified peace. And so here was Jesus coming on a donkey. And clearly the scriptures tell us that his whole approach, his old uh, demeanor was that of coming in humility, was in coming in a sense of an invitation saying, here I am coming to you, receive me. And it is important for us to understand this because this is the character of the kingdom of this king, beloved. And so we move to the third thing, that though Jesus was coming in weakness, in meekness, yet he was not coming in weakness. We understand that clearly, that meekness does not mean weakness. You know, though Jesus was coming in meekness, he was coming in humility, he was coming as an invitation, here I am, I am the Messiah sent by the Father, yet his passion was strong for his people. And we see that immediately in the verse after verse 11 in Matthew chapter 21, verse 12 says that Jesus came into the temple and he fiercely cleansed the temple of the tax collectors and those who were merchants who were buying and selling and had messed up the place that was, uh, that was set apart for the Gentiles to come and pray. The court of the Gentiles, uh, these people had come, the merchants had come, the people had come, and they had messed it up and made it a place of trade uh, on, you know, using religion. And Jesus got that place cleansed up, and we see the fierceness of his passion when he did that. 
And so we must not mistake his meekness as weakness. Jesus was passionate about bringing glory to the Father. Jesus was absolutely passionate for the purity of the worship of his people. And, and so we see that, that Jesus is lowly. Jesus is gentle. <clears throat> Jesus is meek. But Jesus is powerful. Jesus is passionate uh, for his people. And that's why it is also called, the Holy Week is also called, uh, you know, the Passion Week, the passion of the Lord, his, his passion for his, his people, his passion to bring glory to the Father, his passion and his commitment to do the will of the, to do the will of the Father. And, and fourthly, we see that Jesus coming on the donkey was inaugurating the age of abundant grace by his imminent sacrifice. Here was Jesus saying that I am coming to bring grace. I'm coming to pour out mercy. The floodgates of heaven is going to be opened up by my sacrifice. And beloved, for the last 2,000 years, we have been living in what we also know as the church age. Church age. We also are living in the age of grace. And mercy, beloved. And we must, in a good sense, take advantage of this. Ourselves appropriating the grace of God, abiding in the gospel, appropriating the grace of God, you know, in our own lives, to live lives of victory over sin, over the enemy, over the schemes of the enemy, in order to fulfill the purpose of God in and, and for our lives. And, and in, in a good sense, taking advantage of this, reaching out to people with the gospel and inviting them, pleading with them to surrender their lives to the Lord Jesus Christ. And that is the age that we're living in. And we see Jesus signifying the inauguration of this age of grace and mercy by coming lowly, sitting on a donkey. We thank God. Aren't we grateful that Jesus didn't come to wage war against us? Jesus didn't, Jesus didn't come on a horse at that time in order to to punish us, but he came lowly sitting on a donkey. And so, so just to recollect quickly, the first thing I said was that Jesus was coming, declaring that he's king. Secondly, we see that he's coming lowly and gentle and sacrificially. And we also see, thirdly, that though he's coming in meekness, he's not coming in weakness. His passion is strong for his people. As it is today, Jesus is passionate about you and me. And fourthly, we see that he's coming, inaugurating the age of abundant grace, you know, that he was going to usher in and he was going to pour out by his sacrifice on the cross. Now, fifthly, very important, we see that Jesus is also setting the example for us by helping us see that true victory in the kingdom does not come in arrogance, but in meekness, in humility, trusting the Father and doing his will. I'm reminded of Psalm 37, one of my favorite Psalms. And, this, and King David writes for us over there. He says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and do good. He says, fret not, it only leads to harm. Fret not over evildoers. Fret not over your circumstances. But trust in the Lord. Rest in the Lord. Commit your way to the Lord. And 
meekness is celebrated in that psalm. And we see it celebrated all across scripture because that is the characteristic of the kingdom and of kingdom people. We, we cannot achieve uh, the will of God. We cannot do the will of God by having an attitude or a posture of arrogance, of defiance. That will take us away from the Lord. But what we see is that Jesus coming in humility is setting the example for us that that's the way the kingdom is ushered into our own lives and through our lives. That's the way the kingdom is furthered. If you're in a situation right now where things are against you, people are against you, or things are, circumstances are contrary to you, the way forward, the way forward is the way of surrender to God and meekness. When we surrender to him and, and choose to walk in humility, choose to walk in purity, trusting the Father and doing his will, as the psalmist said, trust in the Lord and do good. Trust in the Lord, do good. No matter what it looks like, no matter what things are happening around us, not happening, trust in the Lord, do good. Then what happens is that we, we see what happened with Jesus. You see, that path that began at, at the gates of Jerusalem took him further. It led to the cross. And so the path of humility leads us to the cross where we say no to ourselves. We say yes to the Lord. But we are grateful that it doesn't end at the cross. It doesn't end at Golgotha. But it takes us to the empty tomb. The empty tomb is not far away from that point. And we see that it takes us to the empty tomb where Jesus conquered it all. And so, beloved, we must understand that the path of humility and obedience, you know, patient obedience, it takes time. But the victory we receive from the Lord is absolute and eternal. And so Jesus was setting the example for us, saying that my children, my disciples, walk in humility, approach circumstances in your life, in humility, in meekness, and trusting in the Father, trusting in the Lord, do good. Do the right thing about obeying his word by the power of his spirit. And be patient. Be patient because victory is ours in the Lord. And that is a beautiful reminder for us this, this Palm Sunday morning. You know, don't choose the horse of arrogance and defiance, but choose the donkey. Humility, gentleness. And the last, you know, when Jesus was coming uh, in, in that donkey, he was also, it was also foreshadowing how he would come the second time. And the second time, we know that our Lord is coming back again. But he's not going to come on a donkey this time. He's going to come on a horse. He's going to come triumphant. He's going to come with the armies of heaven and the saints of heaven, beloved. And for us, the people of God, that is going to be the moment of such great joy. But for those who have rejected him, and for those who have chosen to align with the enemy, it's going to be the greatest hour of despair. And beloved, for us, this hope encourages us to keep pressing on in faith and obedience, beloved. And so Jesus is Jesus by by coming on that on that day in in a, in, in a, on sitting on a donkey is is signifying and reminding us prophetically that he will come again. That was not the last ride he took. And we're so grateful that was not the last ride. 
but he's coming again sitting on a white horse. So this Palm Sunday morning, be reminded and be encouraged that your Lord is coming back soon and he will take us to be with him. So be encouraged, beloved, as I share these six things with you this, is, this Palm Sunday morning. Be encouraged that your Lord is the king. Our Lord is the king. Not the kings of the earth. They're temporal kings. But our Lord is the king of kings and the Lord of lords. And secondly, that our Lord came in humility, came in gentleness and lowliness. You know, thank God that he didn't come in on a horse on that day. We would have all been finished. But he came humbly sitting on a colt, on a donkey. And he offered his life as a ransom for many. Thirdly, we see that though he came in weakness, his passion was strong for his people. So let us be meek, but let us be passionate for the glory of God and for the things of God. Let us be passionate for souls and for preaching the gospel and making disciples. And we see that his coming was the inauguration of the age of grace, which we have enjoyed, which the people have generations have enjoyed for the last 2,000 years. <clears throat> and Jesus was setting an example for us that we ought to ourselves choose to walk in humility. That is how the kingdom of God is ushered. In humility, in obedience, in patient obedience, because victory is ours in Jesus' name. And last but not the least, our Lord is coming back again. Not this time on a donkey, but he will come back as the King of kings and the Lord of lords on a horse. Amen. The Lord bless you this Palm Sunday morning. Celebrate with your family. Celebrate with your loved ones. Celebrate with the people of God and remind them that our Lord is coming back again. But till he comes, appropriate his grace daily, walking in humility, walking in faith and obedience with wholehearted, passionate devotion unto the Lord. The Lord bless you. The Lord make his face shine upon you.